welcome to Worship at the Anvil. Welcome back to the Anvil, everybody. I'm Matt Berger, and I'm here with Jeremiah Bachhaus. You forgot the with there. That was, that was an awkward pause. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, jump in? I'm or, wait. really good at awkward pauses. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you did it again. I Gah, did. I did. Twice. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Welcome back to Worship at the Anvil. Uh, we are still in spring. Yes. Believe it or not. Right. We're still in spring. Spring has sprung almost. Um, I've seen some greenery. There's green, yeah. I mean, like the crocuses came out. We talked yep. about that. Uh, yeah. and I don't have no idea what you <laughs> matter you release these in, but like I saw crocuses, yeah. and then I saw like two inches of snow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I just trust it when it falls on my head at the at this point. Sure. Yeah. It's it's snow, rain. Tomorrow's gonna be warm, and then cold and warm. It's it's weather. It's yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's why we have the phrase "make hay while the sun shines." Yeah, just yeah, do it when you can. Yes, um, one of my favorite lines in a <laughs> non-Christian Christmas song is "Whether the weather outside is frightful." <laughs> just you know because, but I, I've been noticing. I've been eyeing up your coffee cup this morning. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and you're drinking coffee. I assume it's black. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course, the way God intended. <laughs> right. That's I. Right. I can't put that that uh, that cream and sugar and all that kind of stuff. No. Like, like I saw I saw a meme where somebody's like. I'll have a triple mocha, double latte, frappa cappuccino with extra whip, whipped cream and caramel. He was just reading the order on my coffee cup right now. And then they go, I just love coffee. And it's like, no, you love candy. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Uh, my drink of choice is a dirty chai. Oh, dirty chai. A dirty chai. Okay. So it's a chai latte, so there is a little bit of, you know, like chai tea and a little sweetness, but I choose the spicy chai. Okay. Some some milk, frothed milk, frothed, and... <laughs> Vodka. No. Oh, <laughs> espresso. Oh, oh So there okay. is coffee in there. Okay. That's what makes it dirty. All right. I, yeah. I get such a laugh out of, out of chai lattes. Yeah. Because chai means tea. <laughs> It, it's Russian for tea. Yeah, chai so, tea or tai chi. So yeah. when people are like, "I love a chai tea," I'm like, "You just ordered a, a tea tea." A tea. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay. Yes, this is. It would be the definition of tea. Yeah. Chai. Yeah. Tea. tea. Yes. But it's not really. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's a spicy tea. <laughs> yes, I do, uh, and I like the spice. I actually do yeah. like chai. Yeah. Um Obviously, growing up where I grew up, we, we could actually get authentic. Ooh chai nice um and so that was that was good stuff in fact um my home church it was kind of cool like uh, churches have their little coffee bars or whatever yeah they would have uh the coffee for the grown-ups and then they had instant chai for the kids which was kind of cool and i I made it a couple times down here my kids are not big fans okay but um and and so this is alaskan uh, instant chai it's instant tea and tang mixed together 
Um, what? Yeah. So you and then there, I think there's some, <laughs> like there's the, cinnamon the, added to the, it. The drink of astronauts. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I grew up on that stuff. Um, this, and then I think there's some cinnamon in there too. I don't remember the recipe off the top okay. of my head. But huh. then you, you mix that up, have that warm, and oh, love that stuff. Get the kids their caffeine and their vitamin C right in there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is that because exactly. there's time frames where the sun does not shine for days well, and you have to wake the kids up in there, some there, way? That does exist. Yeah. Yes, that, yeah, is yeah. A, that is a thing. <laughs> where I'm from, if you get down on the panhandle of Alaska, yeah. Um, so around Juneau and sure. such, um, I call that Northern Washington, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they don't have it nearly the way, the way that we did on them. And I'm still even, even from, um, Southern Alaska. I'm from uh, South Central. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. South, South Central. Central. So, uh, yeah, it, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, but I know for me now it's, it's black. It's, it's got a, yeah, just. There's a job that needs to be done. There's iron that needs sharpening. <laughs> right. You can't the, do that with cream and sugar. The iron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You take that spoonful of sugar away from here. This medicine's going down hard. <laughs> I need um, that acidity in my gut to get this work done. Oh, yeah, you know, because I've got stuff to do that's going to be difficult. Yeah. And so I might as well start with a difficult drink. <laughs> right. Make, yeah. make me hard on the a inside hard and pill on the to swallow. <laughs> but that, uh, you know what that was right there. I just did that for you. What? That was the setup. Oh. That was the setup. That you was had, the, You had a topic. That was the bump and the set. Exactly. And now you. I'm too short to spike, so. <laughs> Here's, herein lies the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Matt totally missed the setup that I gave him. So I'm just going to run into that. Um, so the, the, the topic that you brought to me was yeah. um, it's not God never promised that it would be easy yeah. to, to share the message. It, right. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's a so, so true. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, what, what kind of go, got me going on that is um, just my wife and I started watching a mini series um, about Jesus's life, and it, it starts out more so when he starts recruiting his disciples. And is this the the chosen? I, yeah, one? sounds right. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Yet. I believe so. We've only gotten a little bit in, um, but just seeing. Like these men, a <laughs> nowhere near perfect, but also what they had to do to just leave their lives and follow Jesus, like that in itself wasn't easy, right? Um, to have that faith and just just leave, <laughs> um, if they had a wife at home and go on the road and Jesus says follow me and they do, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where the the thought process started for me. It's, and then, you know, even in my own experience, it's like, there's a lot of things that have come up where I'm like, Oh, that'd be a lot easier. And it's just, you know, go to church on Sunday and do everything else. Cause it's easier. Right. But God tells us to go and tell also. 
Oh wow, yeah, you you kind of just threw it on. Yeah, you. you you started <laughs> off with like kind of a very focused thing, and then and yeah. then went broad and broader and broader. Yeah, it was, it, you're right. There, it it makes it difficult. Um, following following Christ is not an easy task. Right. Period. Right. Um, and that's just following. That's just following. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, which would now that following entails telling. Yeah. I mean, your whole life is, if you're following Christ, your whole life is going to be a telling. Whether, right. whether you know, there's the, the cliche of preach the gospel and if you have to use words. Um, there's a reason you can understand that properly or a way you can. But even the choices that you make um, throughout your day are going to just s- let people note that you're set aside. Right. You know, whether mm-hmm. whether that's um, a, a direct pointing to Jesus or not, yeah, that's uh, that's a different topic. But yeah, this this becomes very uh, very poignant in our in our lives and and can be something that people really wrestle with. Yeah, um, especially when you talk about these. Uh, again, I haven't seen the show, but like if they're mm-hmm. if they have family lives, we know Peter was married. Yeah, you know he had a mother-in-law and he followed Jesus. Did he take his wife with him when he was following? I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe not. Did sure. he have children? I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's certain parts of that show that we just have to understand are them kind of filling in some of the gaps with the story a little bit sure. for theatrical purposes. There's theatrical entertainment value. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like the introduction to most of our episodes. <laughs> we hope there's theatrical <laughs> value. <laughs> and maybe a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> but, right. So there, there, there are questions we don't know. Right. But what we do know is that he followed Jesus. And he didn't yes. follow Jesus just down the block. He followed the, him all around <laughs> yeah. the Holy Land. Yeah. So we see um, there's going to be, there will be times when he's not near his family. Yeah. Um, and so that certainly became hard because there's income that has to happen. Like if yeah. you had a house, you got payments and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, <laughs> makes it very challenging because we we need to go and tell, but we also need to be good stewards of the families that God gave us. Right. And make sure that we're not lacking in that responsibility as well. Right. And it, we can't, we, that is our responsibility as, yeah. as heads of the household, as, as husbands and fathers, and as, as wives and mothers to, to take care of our families. Yeah. That is, that is absolutely up there. And so then what I wanted to get at was that we, that gets put up against where Jesus says, whoever loves his father or mother, you know, son or daughter more than me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa, hold on. Now, now, we're, now we're setting these two things up against each other. Yeah. You know, Jesus says that, and then how do you think Peter's feeling who, you know, well, I abandoned my family to follow Jesus, so look at me. Maybe right. because Peter had historically got, like, along with all of the other disciples, got all wrapped up in who's the greatest and how mm-hmm. much have I done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we don't want to do that. <laughs> I, you we know, try not to. We don't want to abandon our family, even right. even if you know. And there's there can be a call um, that somebody has to go out and and 
preach to somebody, you know, move to the Philippines and, and yeah. preach the gospel. Awesome. Yeah. You know, are you abandoning your family to do that? Well, you could be. But I love Jesus more. Yeah, but there are different ways that you can go about it then. Right. You know, it's not it's not abandon the family that God gave you to follow Jesus. It's find the way to do both. And that's where it becomes hard. Yeah. In in figuring that out. Well, exactly, cuz you can have a calling to go do something, but how do you make both work together? How yeah. do you and I feel like there's been times in my life where I have felt that God has wanted me to do something and maybe I'm not willing and maybe I use excuses of family or time or income or location and finding where that path is is very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely think God presents us with the opportunities that we need um, in life at different right. times, and we might not always be ready for them. Yeah, um, and sometimes that that all He wants is that exercise. Yeah, you know that mental process, that, the of, mental process, that emotional work yeah. through. Rather than a, a major change in your life, maybe he does. You know, honestly, in, in each of our lives, that's going to be a decision that you have mm-hmm. between you and God. Right. And if you're married with your spouse <laughs> as yeah. well, yeah. you know, because it's a cord of three strands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so we want to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but just that thought of how can I best serve Jesus? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to be an easy choice. Sometimes it's going to be a hard choice. But if you don't, if you're not going through that mental and emotional exercise, and I'm I'm very specific in mentioning both of those. Yeah. You know, because there, there has been a tendency in the Christian church to get rid of of one or both of those. Sure. At various times. There's the two ends of the spectrum, and we should really kind of try to be in the middle somewhere. Right, right. There's a narrow road to, <laughs> to walk. Yeah. Um, and we see that we see that in in America, it became very pronounced in the in the Northeast, kind of the new New England area. Sure. Historically, that became known as the burnt out district. Hmm. In ecclesiastical circles. Are you aware of this? No, I'm not. Okay. No. So it has to do with some of the origins of um, the Methodism and okay. and Baptist uh, churches. Sure. It's kind of the early formation of them. Yeah. Uh, and the whole revival movement. Okay. As what would happen is different... Uh, um, transient preachers would come in and they would hold a revival in this area and people would get all emotional and there would be conversions and altar calls and all that kind of stuff and um what happened is that it happened you know this this week it was a baptist next week it's a methodist and then Uh, you know there's a presbyterian who showed up and did that and then the lutherans come and not all of them are doing the 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 big emotional sway right but what happened is suddenly the the people just shut off 
<laughs> so all of the stuff is happening through emotional movement yeah. and very little rational process. Yeah. And then, so, so the burnt out district then became a little bit more cognitive, yeah. you know, and suddenly we're, we're, we're not going to use emotion at all. <laughs> and in, it started to fade the faith side of things as well. So yeah. now we don't see a lot of super active uh, church in, in that area. And if somebody's listening, I hope somebody's listening from that area. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying there's no believers in there. And, there's, <laughs> you know, and I'm also not um, speaking ill of, of right. any other church body. I'm just saying this is historically what happened. Yeah. And then when you get cognitive, then you're like, well, these are the laws and here's the policy and we're American now. And then suddenly a church in America, between those two words, church or America, America becomes more important. And we start to see, of course, in the, in the Northeast, that's where our political center is. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more American than church type thing. That's really interesting. Um, I see a lot of parallels between what you're describing, between what you're describing there with what happened, you know, with the churches in that area, but also with where our society is right now as a whole in our country um there's a lot of emotionality charged behind whatever the topic is at the time right and there's a lot of hard chargers for each topic it might be different people but there's you know there's this new thing going on and we're just gonna go all in and this is our this is our hill to die on right and then a, two weeks later, through the news cycle, there's something else, and there's something else, and there's a lot of emotion driven behind it without that thought process. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like we're getting to that point of burnout as a country with media and social media and how that stuff's going, and that can be kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I don't want to go That's too, a different topic, too heavy but, into yeah. social commentary, but yeah, it does seem with every when everything is emotionally charged, right. you, we don't have emotional bandwidth mm-hmm. to, to do all that. We're, yeah. we're meant to have emotions for a time and for a purpose and then right. move on. Right, so having that balance of <laughs> thoughtfulness and emotion <clears throat> is super important um, because... A church that has no emotion can die out fairly right. quickly, right? Because you, you as as human, you want some of that. You need to feel <laughs> right God. You need you want to feel God, and you want to be present with God. And when you're at church and you don't feel that, that kind of is like, well, why am I here? Right. Um, what can happen then is is when you're always you're constantly seeking that besides the burnout side when you're constantly seeking that emotional experience you're going to gravitate towards a preacher who's going to do that for you <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and now it it can very quickly turn into uh, a cult of personality type thing mm-hmm. where this person this preacher is going to make me feel and yeah, Jesus may be mentioned, God willing, he is, but it's a, it's a good question. And I think a good question that every preacher should ask of themselves yeah. as well is, am I making this too much about me? Is, is sure. too much of me 
present in this sermon, in this experience. It should be about Jesus, you know, um, yeah. because it, let's let's be honest. In, uh, when people appreciate you, mm-hmm. you like it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and then you start to love that experience, and so you've got emotional reactions to in, injecting yourself into that. Um, in that capacity, though, <laughs> as a preacher, there's going to be people that enjoy what you say, and people that aren't going to enjoy what you right, say. Right. Like th- every single time, no matter what, and th- that's you're human. Like right. preachers are human, so that's going to happen. Um, you, you hope not too much because you want God's word to shine through. But right, but even then, that's the way I talk is different than how other other yeah. uh, people talk, and so yeah, there, there's a there's a healthy understanding of that. I just remembered a sign that uh, used to have my parents used to have it's that i can only please one person a day today is not your day (laughs) and tomorrow's not looking good either um (laughs) is this like a yard sign they put outside the house or it was actually in their business (laughs) (laughs) customer is always right (laughs) (laughs) right out the door um Right. I mean, if you're if you're preaching law and gospel, if you yeah. and, and and this isn't just for the preacher. This is for the uh, every believer. If you're right. if you're preaching law and gospel, you're talking law and gospel. You're not going to please everybody. You're going to remind. You're going to have to remind your friend that they have erred and they need to um, adjust, you know, and get back in line with Jesus. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. But. Because of Jesus, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's wherein, it, whether the, the preacher's injecting too much of themselves in, or you're confronting a friend, or you're confronting somebody you've never met. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm saying confronting, but I don't mean like being a jerk about it. I mean just preaching the truth to them. Yeah. Um, and by preaching, again, I mean talking. So when you're <laughs> talking with anybody and you're talking about the truth of Jesus, there are things that they need to hear. So that they know they need Jesus, and right. then how Jesus solves those issues. Yeah, yeah, and and that's going to happen across the board, and it comes back to Jesus. And and for the times that I've, me personally, that I've injected too much of myself in there, mm-hmm. I hope it's, for. Oh, I know it's forgiven, and I hope it's forgiven. Uh, I know it's forgiven by God, and I hope it's forgiven by people. And realize that I'm doing it to get to Jesus. Right. To share that message with them and just kind of use that angle to, all right, you have emotional buy-in with my story, and now here's Jesus. (laughs) Not a bait and switch, but just the the flow of conversation. Yeah, right, right. And as we talk about Jesus, it's, you know, with the the difficulties in, in spreading the word, and difficulties of ministry like he wasn't only an example for us on how to live our lives because he lived the only perfect life but he was an example of how (laughs) how challenging ministry is i mean look at his ministry he came into the world very humble and he died in the most gruesome way imaginable Right. right And 
he conquered death and rose from the dead. Like that, there's no more challenging things than that. <laughs> that is the ultimate example for us, and to just show us it's like, no matter what we do, it's going to be challenging, and we we need to understand that we might not always be up for the challenge, but it's going to be challenging. Yeah. So again, you you. you you just bring up <laughs> lots of things. You, you, you're right. You're right. And and when we hear the story of Jesus, we remember yeah. that. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was it really, you know, yeah. that, that's a thought yeah. that comes in there. And mm-hmm. we can find ourselves being just like Thomas. It was it was God, so it was easy, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Hmm. You know, we, we, we he, he's got it. It's easy. Yeah. I wasn't there. Maybe... This, that, or the other thing. Sure. Um, and I was just sharing uh, with some kids about Thomas. That's, that's why I, I thought about it. Uh, yeah. That, you know, you you get wrapped up in your own, your own situation. That's more real to you mm-hmm. than the story, the factual story of Jesus rising from yeah. the dead. And, and so this, this, the factual stories that Thomas had of his life that people don't come back from the dead. Um, it was kind of funny because I was, I was telling them, I was like, there are two, really two people that we can say we know came back from the dead. And I'm thinking Lazarus and Jesus. Cool. <laughs> and then these other people were like, the widow of Nain's son and Jairus' daughter. And then they just, I was like, oh, yeah, and that one and that one. Those don't serve my point, but you're totally right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is proof that I don't know everything. All right, moving on. Um, again, if it, if it becomes about you, God's going to cut you down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 we get wrapped up in our stories. Mm-hmm. And so then whether it's an overt doubt or just a pushing to the side of, of sure. the difficulty that Jesus had. And, and there's examples again and again of how difficult ministry is. Um, the book of Acts yeah. just, just totally lays it out there. Um, and uh, yeah, Acts chapter five actually is what I'm what I'm thinking of specifically. Okay. Peter, Peter got uh, and other apostles uh, apostles got arrested uh, by the Sanhedrin in, in Jerusalem. They got yeah. thrown in jail. They got thrown in general population. Oof. So they're like, oh, these other guys are gonna yeah take them down. And then an angel mirac- miraculously takes them out. <laughs> All the locks are still on there, and uh, angel says, go and preach back in the temple for the exact yeah. same thing you got arrested for. So Peter's doing, how do you think you would feel? You were just in general population. Uh, and now go back and do the same thing. And you know what Peter did? The exact same thing. He yeah. went back there and he started preaching that, got arrested again, pulled before the guys. And, uh, you know, the, the message of Jesus empowers us to do the hard things. You know, we may not in our lifetime have that experience of being pulled miraculously out of right. jail, yeah, physically, but we've miraculously been pulled out of hell through Jesus, and so we can handle these harder things. We can handle the difficulties of ministry and of talking about Jesus and of managing our families and trying to find a way to bring them all together. Yeah, we can love Jesus the most. And so do our jobs the best that we can. 
because of Jesus. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. That, that tie a little bow on it? <laughs> it did. Now you talk and bring up a whole bunch of other issues <laughs> that, that need to be addressed. I just open the packages. I'm the I'm the two year old next to you that's unwrapping as you're wrapping. <laughs> right. <laughs> just so you have to rewrap it again. Which is fine. It's fun. <laughs> that's how we have longer than two minutes uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is that is a good little bow on the package. Um, it's just it's it's not easy. It was never intended to be easy. Uh, we just have to be willing and know that God's there with us and do his work. We, we, we need to accept that it's going to be difficult. But we also need to have the wisdom not to seek the difficult. Mm, sure. Okay. And so here's, here's a little, there's, again, nuance on this one. <laughs> yeah. We are, we have this concept of um, Jesus told us that he was persecuted, and blessed are we who are persecuted for his name. You right. know, in that you we're proven to be of his people. Yes. Okay. I'm paraphrasing there. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to hunt out the persecution, we don't want to go and, and look for that negative reaction from people. Yeah. I mean, Daniel didn't poke the lions. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He followed, he followed what he was told to do. Right. And, and the fire just naturally came over the lions. Shadrach and Benny who had the, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Jesus used the, the example of being purified. Yeah. Right. Was it Jesus? It's in the Bible. (laughs) I need more black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're being purified. You know, the, the flame burns away the impurities right. in the gold and the silver and all that kind of stuff. So we don't really have to hunt for the adversities. Yeah. We have to hold on to the gold and to the silver and to those things. And as soon as, as soon as we have that concept of here's a proof. Yeah. People, people hunt for the proof. It's kind of like mm. teaching to the test. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I need this. I need this assurance. So if people don't like me, then, mm-hmm. then it must mean that I'm, I'm doing the work of Jesus. Like, well, no, actually, it just means you're a jerk. Yeah. You know? Um, that is a, is a proof that it, it exists. But right. it exists if you're being faithful in the task for the purpose that the task has been assigned. Yeah, it's kind of similar to when we talk about being sinful. We know we're sinful, but that doesn't mean we should sin more. <laughs> it's not an excuse for our actions. Right. It, we, we don't need to search out the challenge we need to search out the opportunities that god has given us right to spread his message we understand that there will be challenges along the way but the challenge is not what we're looking for to do 
or accomplish. We're not trying to defeat the challenge. Right. That's not our goal. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not like I'm going to look for the most dangerous place to be, <laughs> and that's where I'm going to, you know. Like, I mean, there are probably people there that need to hear Jesus also. Absolutely. But that's what you're seeking. You're not seeking the hard place. Right. <laughs> right. And, and that, um, yeah, there are plenty of stories about that. Yeah, that, that that type of mentality, and and I don't mean to call into questions people's motivations for going and like wanting to preach to the cannibals and whatnot. You know, yeah. awesome. Maybe they they ju- they just wanted to share Jesus. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. They felt the calling to do that. Awesome. You know, God bless them. I'm not going to go there. Right. Does that mean that I don't love Jesus? No, it just means I have a different calling. Yeah, and. I would hope that they use both their emotion and their cognitive processes yeah. before going into that environment right. to, to preach. Because if, they, if they're just going to become a martyr, uh, that's a whole other theological discussion. You know? no, no one seeks out being a martyr. Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Again, it's that, it's that proof. Yeah. It's that proof. People yeah. want to... Uh, right. They want to be persecuted because that proves something. Yeah. They think. But it's understanding your motivations for doing what you're doing is so important in this. With the concept of persecution and sharing the gospel and living your Christian life, Mm -hmm. working that out, it's work. That's why we're using the, the... the imagery of the of the anvil and the workshop and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's hard enough without trying to, you know, forge a piece of steel without heat. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to make it more challenging on yourself. And that brings up another point. No matter where or what you're trying to do, there's always going to be someone there that's going to make it harder for you. Yes. Without you looking out for the difficulty. Exactly. There's going to be someone there to contradict what you're saying or to just throw a little nail in the road so you get a flat tire right like there's going to be hurdles and you don't need to seek them out because right. there will be someone there they're, to put them there they're gonna be there and if you don't have any right now man just enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah. god god gives us periods of rest as well you know, and but you got to be careful that you don't become lazy in that as well, right? You know, so right. there's 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 t- there's a season for all of these things. Yeah, and the there's definitely a thought process too, kind of similar to people seeking out to be a martyr. It's just sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm really close because it's really hard. That's not necessarily the case. <laughs> like you might be really far away from something, and that's why it's really hard. Right. It, it, you can't use that as reasoning for why you're doing what you're doing or mm-hmm. being where you are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's going to be challenging. And that's not necessarily a sign that, oh, I'm so close or, oh, I'm so far away. Like, it's neither or both. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes we really want something. Yeah. And... God makes it difficult so that we don't do it, but then we're like, oh, I still want to do it. And so you push and you push and you push, and finally God can go, all right, here it is. Yeah. And then you get to experience all the reasons why God didn't want you to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm speaking from a human aspect. God, God understands all these things and he knows. Um, but it's trying to, the point being trying to take our lives captive to the will and the word of God. And so yeah. far as we can see it, mm-hmm. not going to be easy. Don't make it harder. Right. And don't seek these kind of proofs of persecution because it's not, you don't need it. Jesus right. has proof enough. Yeah. And the, the persecution is going to come whether you want it or not. Um, and don't you certainly don't use it as an excuse to be rude. Yeah. Which is, which is something that happens. So all too often. There's another, there's an extra bow on this, <laughs> on this one, I think. Yeah. You were opening so many topics, I had to open one myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, friends, we are about at time. So we're going to let you go for this episode. Um, we're hoping to get a few more in um, for this season of Worship at the Anvil. Yes, we are going to end up being a seasonal type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we both uh, have kids that will be home most of the summer, so <laughs> so finding quiet time might be a little bit of a challenge. Yes, but we're hoping to come back, and part of that is you guys like rating and reviewing us. And if you have some ideas for our second season, send us an email. The Absolutely. link is in the description. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us this week at the Anvil. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today at The Anvil. Please follow, rate, and review. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss, drop it in the comments. We'll be back again soon with more Worship at The Anvil. Worship wherever you are and in all that you do.